0: Welcome to another edition of the Perspectives podcast. In today's episode, we'll be talking all things International Women's Day, examining how we can continue to break down stereotypes that have dominated our industry. We will also be exploring who inspires our distinguished panel of guests, how the property and construction industry can do more to celebrate the success of women, and what men are doing to help. Today, I'm joined by... Lily
1: Bamford, an architectural apprentice. Cameron Butler, our building services associate.
2: Ali Ratcliffe,
3: Sustainability Associate Uh, Steve Cummings, uh, Architectural Director
0: And I'm Elizabeth Hardwick-Smith, Director of HR and Training Equal for Equal is the main theme for this year's International Women's Day There's a big push in gender equality which will be more prevalent after the Hampton Alexander Review The latest report in November 2019 has shown that great gains have been made with the strongest progress made to date since 2011 On FTSE 100 boards we now have a female representation of 32.4% which is closer now to the 2020 target of 33% female representation, yet there's still more we need to do to achieve much greater balance in top positions. Looking at STEM careers specifically, Randstad spoke to hundreds of women working in construction, one of the UK's biggest employers of STEM qualified people. The largest single reason, scoring at 18%, was that they gave for female employees leaving the industry was that it was male dominated and a male dominated workplace culture this was followed by having too few role models in senior positions so i'm turning to the panel now and i'm wondering what ideas you have for what more the industry can do to celebrate the success of women
2: Uh, i think personally we continue to what we've been doing well in the past few years in the short term Um, it's not just about congratulating and sharing and acknowledging the achievements of women but also Uh, newer younger generations who have the correct approach to make this change across uh, the whole of the industry so that may be diversity within the male gender who historically had a slightly different perception um, on who should be in construction and what jobs they should take. Uh, In my time at Piquet Everard in the last five years uh, I have seen a major shift positive across the whole industry and within our business, and specifically within building services of which I am in, which is predominantly male-driven, oh, yeah. yeah. um, and that's helping to change perceptions across the whole board, um, and not just within the Road, but in the industry. Um, when you go to meetings anymore, it's not, oh no, there's a woman around the table, it's where are the other yeah. women? Absolutely. Lisa. Where is the diversity around this table? And it is changing. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's not often you go to a meeting anymore and you are the only woman around the table. And they're not just doing the minutes. They're the technical knowledge base to add value to the meeting. And what's, <laughs> what
1: do we think's
0: contributed to that shift?
1: I think there's a lot of younger generations coming through and moving through the ranks. Um, when I first started at Pick Everard, certainly building services, I think I was one of three women, one of which was one of the secretaries. And I think perceptions of the generations that are currently in, certainly in an engineering uh, background, is changing. So it's it's definitely improving. So
0: are we inspiring people in different ways,
1: perhaps? Yeah, I think we're we're certainly supporting a lot with things like the engineering scheme um, and certainly spending time with those that are looking at coming into engineering Mm -hmm. from colleges. Um, We've We've certainly taken on quite a few female young engineers, okay. and fantastic, you know they're, they're moving forward and they're progressing really, really well. Yes, but they've proven that the quality of the output is no different.
0: Yes. And, and in our architecture discipline we are now seeing um, more of a balance as well in terms <coughs> of the gender splits. Yeah. More female architects joining the discipline. We, we are, team. we are,
3: we are. Over the last four years uh, we've seen an increase from about 11%. Uh, women in the discipline to about 33%, which is absolutely fantastic uh, achievement. Uh, but I don't think we've been doing anything differently, we've just been uh, championing, championing um, talent, developing yes. the right talent, um, making sure that we, we, we do the right things um, and structure uh, development programmes fairly across, across the board. Uh, working closely with universities as well, I think that's really important, and schools, yes. making sure that they are doing what they need to be doing to encourage women into construction, because I think um, that's an important part that they've got to play. Um, and I know that uh, the apprenticeship schemes that we, 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 we are working with universities on are an important factor of that, and I think, I think that's a really important way that private practice can work with universities and the like to, uh, mm. to develop talent whether it's with whether it's men or women to be honest with you uh, through through the system
0: absolutely brilliant and I've, I've been with the business 10 months and i see that you're all active on social media networking um and I, and I think that using those new avenues in terms of raising visibility about career choices um is absolutely crucial how about you lily you so, so you're new to the industry what prompted you to and pursue a career in architecture?
1: Well, I think um, Everard are really good um, because all of the female students on the architecture team at the minute have got a female workplace mentor. So my mentor is Jade, who's an associate director. And um, so having
0: a female mentor in a senior position is really empowering and encouraging for my professional development. Fantastic, and are there any others around the table who would like to move to much more senior levels? We think Everard?
2: I think there's a Everard uh, across the whole disciplines, in, even in my time, we're pushing up. There is that gender gap, historical, yes. that's still yes. sitting at that very
0: high level. Absolutely.
2: But we're getting, we've got more associates and associate directors and more directors, female directors than we've ever had. And it's only a matter of time before that triangle pushes up so that it's mm. equal across the mm-hmm. whole world. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing stopping us doing that, it's just time. We don't want to push women up just to put somebody up there, Absolutely, you, yes. to, you want the person who is qualified for the role and has the attributes and the technical knowledge, mm-hmm. so in time mm-hmm. that will happen. We've mm-hmm. just got to keep nurturing people and making sure that they do develop and everybody pushes forward. That's not just women, but that's just the...
3: I, I think the business, Pick Everard, have got a responsibility to continue to yeah. monitor the, the kind of uh, the progression of how many women there are in the practice.
0: Well, like for me, I think it's all about providing choice to people, and I think it's absolutely best person for the job, but how can we better prepare people, um, you know, in the best way? If people need more flexible learning or, or wish to learn on the move, um, then I think we need to keep exploring those avenues so that people can you know, access new skills and knowledge that they need for senior levels much more much more easily. Um, In in France, Belgium and Spain, they've introduced quotas for women on corporate boards. That's not something that we've got in the UK right now. Do we think something like that could could help us in the UK? Uh,
3: My view is that um, possibly, but um, I think, again, it's a question of monitoring the progress, seeing how we progress and making sure that if if that seems to be stalling, um, then maybe there is something that we need to look at in that that respect. But I think it needs to be done very carefully. I don't Mm. think... Um, uh, uh, quota is is necessarily the right way at the moment.
0: So there are some views that suggest that women don't speak up quite as much as men. Should we be encouraging more women to speak up and and push for promotion? Do do you share that view that that women don't speak up quite as much? I, I think we could safely say that most of the women certainly in our discipline are
1: probably the most vocal and most definitely speak up regarding progression and moving forward.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And knowing how to present business cases um, for promotion, I think that's absolutely, yeah, absolutely essential. And the
2: business case is, it's not about you. There is the part about you, but yeah. it, you've got to look at it in the bigger picture. Yeah. You're an asset to the business you've worked for. You've got to want to push the business as well as yourself mm-hmm. forward. How do you fit in there? Mm-hmm. And you've got to make that case for you as an individual, just as a man would.
0: Absolutely, and it doesn't yeah. always come through promotion either. Sometimes there's sideways moves. Yeah. We've seen some support staff move into technical roles, which I think is yes. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah.
2: And I think on that key part, is the um, female mentors that Lily just mentioned. Some women don't feel they need a female mentor, but there are other women, just like there are other men, who feel that a like minded individual, whether that's the same gender or whatever it might be. It's better and helpful for them in the long term. And I think we do have that flexibility together. And if you you see somebody that you aspire to be or does something in a way that you'd like to learn more, there is that flexibility to learn from those people, whether it's cross discipline, cross regions, whatever it is, the flexibility is there. And we've just got to make sure we keep that momentum moving forward with what we've been doing at school. Fantastic.
0: You spoke before, Lily, about Jade being a mentor to you. Um, what qualities does Jade have that you think are great in, in being a leader?
1: Um, so I think that Jade is just very supportive and she understands that um, a diverse team
0: sort of creates a more dynamic business, so she's encouraging women. What does the rest of the panel think about leadership? What qualities are important in, in leadership in general?
3: I, th- I think it's, uh, it's about having uh, strong leaders. Uh, again, whether that's male or female, you know, it, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter, it doesn't matter. Um, and I think, really, Big Everard, again, have got the, got the, um, they've got the obligation to, to make sure that they are putting people on high potential programmes, they're identifying people who've got the right skill sets. So it's about skills, it's about ability, it's about talent. And we're picking out those people within the practice who have got those strengths and we are doing everything and showing everyone that we are bringing people through based on ability, not gender.
0: Excellent, thank you. Moving on then to talk about our STEM Ambassador Programme. So we have in place a STEM Ambassador Programme um, that's now well-established and helping inspire young people um, into apprenticeships and into the industry. What more could we be doing as a consultancy to drive that even further?
1: and colleges and yeah. universities and, and really kind of banging the pick and drum of getting these students with the ambition um, and um, bringing them through the door and bringing them up through the ranks.
3: I mean, we've got 13 offices across the country mm-hmm. so we should be using our presence mm-hmm. in each of those regions to make the most of our relationships with those universities uh, with the schools as well, to some extent, and um, really, really enforcing our presence in in the region to uh, to make the most of the, the kind of talent that will come through those those um, institutions.
0: Absolutely. What about young people who are perhaps not naturally inspired by STEM subjects, or perhaps don't have um, inspiration within their own families? How do we how do we target those more?
2: I've been going to an academy in Liverpool, one of the most defi- deprived areas of Liverpool, some years now, um, and doing very basic form exercises with them. We've been making spaghetti and marshmallow towels to balance McEverard minis um, for a number of years. Um, one of the Year 7 students that I first went to has now just got a place at Oxford to do engineering from a background where his parents don't work, he had no aspirations to do anything, but through, a court, through help from Kevraard by just going there and giving him something to think about, we also gave him a work experience placement two years, two summers on the truck, and then he made his own decisions and with the backing of the school, with some help from other agencies, STEM agencies, they actually put a case together and they've been successful. So now the school are inspired to do it all over again because it's good for them it's good for their pupils so it's just a matter of finding the engagement and when you find a school even at primary school level maybe we could do a little bit more um, and it's about also spreading the load if there's somebody who you know um, an employee who doesn't have a STEM background they need to be able to put get a colleague in who can go with them and help them. Absolutely. That mental process needs to come through our STEM programme as well to, so that everybody can get involved. It's not mm. just the STEM ambassadors' mm. jobs. Part of our Bean
0: Pick Everard campaign, we've also been sharing the stories and experiences um, of our people, and it's fantastic to see that diversity in there. And, and to, to close the session, um, i just be interested about what inspired each of you at the beginning or, or, or every day to, to continue to pursue a career in this industry? Um,
2: I was well, I've always been influenced by my dad, he's a civil and structural engineer he's a very technical minded man and from a young age we used to sit around the dining table and he'd talk about all these men at work and there was one day around the table and said, "You know, you could do that too probably about 7 or 8, and from yeah. then on I been like, yeah, that's it, I'm going to do it too and I'm still changing the mindset, so I'm still going to push through till we are equal. I mean, I could be retired by the time that we're equal, but um, I think there's, once you get into the industry and you see that the change is happening, that that is enough to inspire you to keep going. And within are going we are making the change. change. And we're all making the change. It's not just the people around the table talking. But you could ask 99% mm-hmm. of the people mm-hmm. and they will they would be able to tell you what the change is
1: happening and how it's affecting them directly, male or female.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Ali.
1: Um, similar to Ali, my dad was a lecturer in electrical engineering and I used to spend most of my holidays as a child at his technical college, um, but that always sparked my kind of interest in engineering and um, again through school and uh, doing work placements and eventually came around to pick everard and started with drawing and modeling and various different aspects
0: fantastic and lily what inspired
1: you to get to the um, well i was really inspired by one of um, our former partners joe Shaw, because um, she came to talk us at my school and um women in such a senior position and so I think it's really important for women to be vocal about being a woman in the industry because it shows that you can get there and it encourages and empowers younger women to follow. Fantastic. Steve?
3: Um, What inspired me? Um, I wanted to do something where I was always interested in uh, art and architecture um, and as I got into it, I, I really loved the opportunity to kind of deliver something for people and to have the ability to change things that they perhaps were in a position where it wasn't quite as good and, and, and we could go in and make it a whole lot better for them. Yes. Um, so that's something I really enjoyed. I love the whole um, interface with clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that I've got a real passion for, uh, making making something better for people. And uh, that's that's why I enjoy what I do. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think, you know, you know, today's an example of how much diversity in terms of the skill sets and experiences that people have and how much of a, you know, an engaging career it can be for people. So thank you all very much for your time today and thank you to those of you who've listened to this podcast. We hope this episode provided a bit of an insight into how we can tackle the construction industry's male-dominated image and support the role women play in the built environment. As always, the show notes are available on the website where you can also find more information on careers at Pick Everard. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon for another Perspectives podcast.